Shield, the Supreme Headquarters International Espionage Law Enforcement Division. Fury! Managed to screw things up again? Fury! You're too late! <laughs> I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. Is this our first TV movie? I think it is. Unless unless you're a pedant and you count the Marvel special presentations. I'm not a pedant. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I think this is the first one. This is the real deal. This Hi- is Interesting. Interesting is the also the word I would use to describe this. We're taking it back to David Hasselhoff's first foray into the Marvel Cinematic mm-hmm. Universe-ish. Ish. Not the MCU. Perhaps the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. <laughs> okay. Um, but not his last, because he makes a little cameo in... Guardians, Guardians of 2. The Galaxy. Fall 2. two. Yeah. In we which they made no, no specific joke or reference to this effect. Probably because everybody forgot about I it. I think everyone forgot about it. Probably including Dave. Oh, I would say definitely Dave. He was in a certain era in the late 90s, you could say. Yeah, what was he up to? I'm going to say not a lot. Well, He didn't have his car, his like night... Night car or whatever. Night Rider had been done, but Baywatch didn't end until 2000. What? That, he wasn't on it that whole time, was he? Um, I don't know. I guess he was because they make reference to Baywatch during Friends, which takes place from 1994 to 2004. So I take that back. I didn't realize Baywatch was at the same time as this. Doesn't what a weird thing to be happening. Yeah. I mean, this was also an era in which you were either a TV star or a movie star, and you could not and would not be both. Absolutely. I think it's only really been in recent years that that wall has been totally broken down. It's And now it's like even moving beyond you're a Hollywood actor who will occasionally do like a five-episode prestige miniseries. Now you can be... Like like Matthew McConaughey going on Yellowstone, I think he's like doing that, or like maybe one of the spinoffs, and that's not like prestige. That's still airing on whatever cable channel it's on. Right. Um. But 1998 was not that time. Um. Yeah. Like the other, like the female lead in it is like a soap opera star. Six hundred episodes deep in which one? Um, oh, I can't remember all the names. Days of the our lives. Days of our lives. Okay. Also a Friends reference. If you know, you know. <laughs> I can link anything to Friends. <laughs> I mean, this was... Yeah, this was prime, like, Friends cultural references era. Um, 1998. Big year. My brother was born. Most significant thing that I could think of. I turned four years old. You know, big moves. That was a significant Big moves thing. in 98. It's not all about you, G. Well, sometimes. Nope. <laughs> I not a big year for movies though. To be honest, we like looked up what was kind of out around this time. Um, it's pre X Men, obviously. That was two thousand, as we've talked about. 
Um, well, notable to our purposes, this did come out the same year as Blade. Right. Which, very different styles. <laughs> yeah. And not just, obviously, like, Blade has, like, the whole horror element, but, like, Blade doesn't try and do a lot of, like, flashy stuff. And I just, my main note for this movie is, like, for a TV movie, like, we went bold with what we said we could do technology-wise. They tried. I'm just thinking, like, if I don't have the money to throw at this, like, I'm not going to write a script that heavily involves, like innovative technology yeah yeah you gotta wonder but i mean like star trek did it for years and years yeah so it's a different time it was a different well what it proves to me is that like the approach that was taken with blade was you know really a good way to do a superhero movie at that point in time that like I mean, you know, the, potentially could have involved like some pretty. I, I mean, and yeah, there they was did some, have some effects. Some iffy CGI, that were there, rough. but it could have been a lot worse if they had gone all in on that. Or they just leaned into it, kind of being a little corny. Although, yeah. like as we discussed in that episode, go back and listen intentionally or not. <laughs> there was a campiness to Blade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of the budget for a movie like this was? Well, I looked it up and saw it. You did? So I can tell you. Oh my gosh, we didn't even pre-talk about this. I just teed you right up. Do you want to guess? Just take just take a stab in the dark. I'm going to say they did this for a quarter of a mil. Quarter a mil? Oh, oh dear, you'll be surprised. Six million. What? Six million dollar budget. Holy smokes okay that's interesting (laughs) i feel like there are better movies made for less i mean i know it's 1998 but yeah but even like a sub million budget is like unheard of even like it's a tv movie i think they were they were really you know what else is a tv movie eloise at christmas time how much was that budget because that's a perfect movie I'm actually really curious now. Let me look it up. A perfect film. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that they were really banking on this movie, um, spurring into like a full TV series. That's what it right. was intended to be. Which it feels like it was an episode out of it. Yeah, TV like, show. It very clearly was setting up the ensemble cast and the recurring villains. Like you could have told me this was an episode of Star Trek once again. Like I feel like there was some crossover in vibes. Yeah, I buy it. Um, let me see. This is not frequently discussed information. <laughs> I don't know why that's my first instinct for a TV movie, but... I love it. It is what it is. I mean, the TV... I'll just I'll just keep going. <laughs> the TV do. movies we get now are, like, live musicals. Like, that's what we... And they throw so much money at those I feel like I mean just to get the cast alone like I think that's where 90% of the money is going and then 10% set design well certainly uh, I wasn't able to find that information but upon <laughs> research about Eloise at Christmas time this quote stands out about another film um, it, this is about the composer who did the music for Eloise at Christmas time and it says Broughton was offered the chance to score Home Alone, but turned it down, parentheses, 
Not, in retrospect, the best career choice. Incredibly, the film grossed over $500 million worldwide compared with its $15 million budget. And it's among the tw- top 25 grossing films ever. Close parentheses. I guess this allows us a slight glimpse into what he might have come up with, albeit for a more romanticized version of Christmas. So that doesn't tell us that exactly, but I'm thinking it was a lower budget. But if Home Alone had a $15 million budget, I don't know. That's I guess that's comparing apples and oranges. I struggle to understand budgets. I'm really hung up on this because I don't know who that composer is, but how in the world was he competition for John Williams to compose the Home Alone score? That is, that, that is on a completely different playing field. I wouldn't think that if you're in that world, then you're on the short list to be composing for TV movies. But what do I know? Okay. What else would you like to say about the film? Um, my favorite piece of trivia that I uncovered about this was that not only does it have a $6 million budget, um, it was written by David Goyer a name who has frequently come up on our podcast because not only did he also write the this year's other superhero movie, Blade, he also wrote the whole Dark Knight trilogy. What? And Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. He gets And also around. directed Blade Trinity. <laughs> okay. Well, you so win some, you lose some. You do win some and lose some. Um, so kind of crazy that... You know, he did this in Blade in the same year and then went on to do Batman Begins only six years, six, seven years later. Um, and I'm, I'm, I have to imagine that around the time of Batman Begins being announced, there were a lot of arguments on old school internet forums about how, oh my god, they got David Goyer to write Batman Begins. This is the motherfucker that wrote Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. And somebody be like, oh, he also wrote Blade, man. I, I mean, you just, I see this it is a true fan. I mean, yes, but, you know, come on. <laughs> he even has, like, a, a mixed reputation now. Especially after Batman v Superman. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna do um, comic book stuff anymore. Really? At least movies. That's I have no basis to think that, but he's doing the show Foundation on Apple TV right now, um, and I don't know if he's done any superhero stuff since Batman v Superman. Perhaps well, he's he. So he's the one behind the iconic Martha. Mm-hmm. Sure is. Interesting. Well, that could have been. It could have been him, or it could have been Chris Terrio, who also he was the co-writer. That guy also wrote Argo, so. I'm going to put this one on David Goyer. <laughs> but I don't know. Chris Terrio, yeah, wrote Argo, also co-wrote Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. So really a mixed bag of individuals. But um, it's it's just really funny to think of David Goyer doing these both in the same year, presumably writing them too around the same time, and just they could not be on... Or opposite ends of the scale. I mean, there wasn't much to this one. No. It probably didn't take too long to write. That is very true. Although he does claim that David Hasselhoff was maybe the only actor in the movie that understood that the script was supposed to be, like, corny and tongue-in-cheek. And he appreciated that he knew what he was doing. 
Um, and apparently David Hasselhoff is also signed. I didn't for know it. that it was supposed to be like that based on the performances we were getting. David Goyer didn't want Hasselhoff to be cast, but in hindsight, he was like, he was the best thing because he got the joke. He was. I, I did enjoy him. He, he de- yeah, His hands supporting down cast. But I don't, you know, if, any, if everybody didn't get the memo that it's tongue in cheek, then is it really tongue in cheek? If the performances are being turned in seriously. I don't know what to believe. <laughs> but yeah, despite that, I, I really did like David Hasselhoff in this. It was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have a lot to say about the plot, to be honest. Um, it's pretty thin. Uh, you know, we, we get zero nods to anything Marvel outside of like the immediate S.H.I.E.L.D. Hydra um, rivalry. And at sometimes it, it made me really feel like I should just go watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. again. Especially, like, all the talk about the LMDs and stuff. Um, it was pretty funny seeing the so, like, classically comic book what are, villain How did take. they use LMDs in the show? So, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, that's probably, like, my favorite little subplot. It comes right before they go into the virtual reality I was going to say, this isn't the virtual reality thing. Um... Yeah, it, it precedes that immediately. Um, they just start to be... I can't remember, like, why they're being designed. I think it's just, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. just decided to start doing them. Um, oh, man, I'm really dropping the ball because I don't remember, like, so many of the specifics. But at some point, the LMDs gain sentience. And then there's, like, a really great sequence of episodes where there's all these LMDs active... And we don't know who's real and who's fake, and I do they're kind like of killing some of the that. people. Oh yeah, and it was—it's really great. It's—it's it's only like a four, maybe five episode stretch, and it, yeah, right after that, it leads into another great story arc. But so I was kind of anticipating like more of like an evil LMD plot to pop up somewhere here, but instead, it just kind of became the the LMD was just a decoy which is, just seems like a classic move. Yeah, I mean, it was, like, again, they were within their, like, budget restraints, I think, for that. Um, there were some, like, classic tropes with, like, the cryogenic freezing. The, like, forced pandemic was, like, still, like, too soon. <laughs> Someone should tell them that this was too soon. <laughs> um, I liked the... Oh, the one thing that I feel like hasn't been delved into enough, which would actually be the most cool thing I'd like to see coming up, is the neural implants. Yeah. And, like, the woman that has, like, basically, like, heightened senses that they, like, implanted. She was my second favorite character. Um, She's cool. Yeah. She can, like, kind kind of read minds. And I'm like, that feels like something that they would introduce. Maybe in Secret Invasion. <laughs> There's time. It really reminded me of in um, the Mass Effect games in that universe. Some people are born with like latent powers like that, and they are they also get like implants to help like focus it. And yeah, it's it's a pretty cool idea because it's like people that are not like born being superheroes, or even like you know she probably wouldn't be going to Xavier's school or Gifts and Mutants. You know, maybe like under the threshold. 
but having to get like the the implants that was a that's a cool touch well even for mutants like having something to like harness it focus it like things like that yeah um i thought that was interesting um like that we got some some character alerts of our current day cast we have val very different val you could not be more different but the one thing i wanted from this is like does do val and fury have a relationship and is val going to show up in secret invasion you would think. I don't like, think, based on, like, the other things she's shown up in. Yeah. Although she's but, with Ross, or... Yeah. No, not Ross. Well, yes, yes Ross, yes, but... Ross. Are they both named Ross? Yes. God damn it. Cool, Ross. Everett. Everett, Everett Ross. Ross. Martin Freeman, Ross. So, and they already had... I mean, it wasn't really him. Right. But... I don't know. Um, They have, like... Yeah, they've really kept them separate, which is just... I mean, because Nick Fury hasn't been popping up in a lot of stuff recently, but this seems like a good time to, like, set up some potential something between those characters. It's kind of... I'm glad we started watching... We watched this when we started Secret Invasion, because, like, Secret Invasion is kind of like the modern Nick Fury TV show, not TV movie, and then we just watched this movie. So I just like that we're kind of... We're kind of in it on Nick Fury right now. That yeah, the kind timing of worked, out, worked just, out. Yeah, I actually and like when I was looking up some stuff, I saw an article from like a week ago that was like, "Secret Invasion isn't the first Nick Fury, like Marvel thing. It's actually this," and it was very funny. The other character that we get introduced that's very different, Pierce, who is um, played by Robert Redford in the OG series, not the OG, I guess. The OG. This is the OG. Respect Our the OG. series, our MCU. Um, also very different. Could you try again? No. Excuse us, Siri. I never know what's triggering it. Do we cut that out? I don't know. Siri, do you have anything to contribute? Oh, not oh, when now, you now, wanted. Fuck. Okay, okay, come on. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Alexander Pierce, just like a little, like, British guy. Very rookie, meek. Rookie on the force, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we get Zola, of course. Who doesn't love a chance to utilize Zola? Always. Also, this movie, like, makes more sense to be, like, including Hydra and stuff, because we're still, like, we're not even out of the Cold War yet. I mean, we're close. In 1998? Oh, ni- oh, right. I thought it was 88. We, yeah, we thought it was 89. Oh, yeah. But it was actually 98. Yeah, 89 It makes more sense for 89. When the Cold War ended. Yeah. So. Officially. But still. Okay, so we're, but we're just at past it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Where did we get 1984 the- from? I don't know. 1984? I, I said know. 1984. Yeah. I don't know where I got that date from. I also, I didn't even realize that uh, Dum Dum Dugan is in that. This dude from Captain America. He's like this guy, just standing in the background. He's not in the background. He's like one of the oh, main characters. Actually, he is. Yeah, I kept getting people like mixed He's up. He's like Nick Fury's buddy. Oh, duh. I liked him. Well. He was they, great. He didn't get his mustache or his fun hat. Wow. Which is. Also, he's looking good for they, his age. He is. <laughs> <laughs> 
why is okay this is a specific plot thing that i feel like needs to be addressed the lady andrea andrea von strucker which oh my God. is just the most stereotypical um she's always out of breath like, does she she's have in, asthma? She's in horrible shape. Does she just, need an inhaler? Just absolute bottom physical condition. It feels like maybe an actor's <laughs> choice to, like, get hyped because she's doing a lot of, like, laughing and, like, she's doing, like, you know, a different level of acting <laughs> than, we're, than we're used to seeing, to be honest. Like, she's on a whole nother plane. She's soap operating that shit. Um, and it's it's a lot. And I get why she's out of breath. <laughs> She's on another level. It was, the the beginning of this movie was just like, it just kept hitting you. I mean, like, we open, like, on the, the Trinity base in the cryogenic section. It's like this classic mysterious island. And then this the first lines are, like, fucking yelled by this guy. Molly's like, why is this man yelling? And then he gets shot and dies oh, yeah. extremely dramatically. Also, was that the guy that, like, is best friends with Nick Fury because there's no way in hell those two guys were good friends. That's Yeah, they were like... They, Cam yeah, they like, or... Yeah, they didn't name it. I'm like, what? That guy was like a grunt. Also, he was terrible. He was <laughs> such a goody two-shoes. Yeah. Not no, no, no. Nick Fury's best mate. Absolutely not. Um, I thought it was interesting... I guess not interesting, but I would have assumed that the annoying boss would have been Ross... Yeah. Like other Ross, yeah. Dick Ross. I wonder I wonder how much of a limit they had on but who they could bring in. That's like a non-character. Yeah, but I, I mean not know. a non-character, but like why would that matter? I feel like this was around the time that Marvel was like pawning off everybody and they were like piecemealing out characters. But is Ross a superhero? Like Thunderbolt Ross? Yeah. I mean it doesn't matter. Like he's he's a character. He's he was IP. They were just it had like everybody got right, but he's not his own IP that they're like auctioning off. But no, you mean like because no. he's attached like Hulk or something? I would think so. Like he wouldn't he wouldn't have fallen like within like the Shield Hydra like little yeah. bubble that they used. But I do think he would have worked well for that. Oh, actually, I said Pierce is my favorite character. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. I like Pierce, actually. It was, it was pretty fun. He was funny. Um, my, and when he I, tries, he's like, I know whatever he knows. And he tries to, like, hit the guy. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> and he's like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm having a hard time hearing you. <laughs> meek was the right word. But he did it. Just, he did it. But he was a meek little British boy. Um... <laughs> Uh, my favorite line reading, at least I should have, I have a, a couple quotes. I have two. I should have added more. But right after we uh, run into Nick Fury for the first time, and he is apparently living in a mine in the middle of the woods, as you do, just casually. Um, and I think, I think Contessa or Val or whatever we're calling her in this, I can't remember. Val. Um, is like, Hydra's trying to send you a message. And David Hasselhoff turns around. He's like, looks like I heard it. Well, chomping on his cigar. Loves the cigar. I got... I liked his aesthetic. I thought it worked really well. I got really big... Um, they never lit it, because I don't think they were allowed to. Yeah. No, he just he just likes it, you know, just to chew on. I think he looked a lot like 
big boss from the Metal Gear Solid series. Oh my gosh, um, so this isn't a video game podcast. This is a friends adjacent podcast. I mean, look. He does look like Like that. that's all I could think about. I'm like because Do you think they based that on which one came first? They based well, th- not not this character exactly, but the original version was based on oh, what? What are a you snake. The character snake was based on a movie poster, and I cannot remember which one it was. Nick Fury, agent of S H I E L D. S period, H period, I period, E period, L period, D period. Whew, good job. There's somebody I know in my field whose like name is just like initialism, and they say like I won't say the person's name, but like M period K period W period, like when they say their name. That's a lot. Yeah. I would be I think they do that though because they if they just said MKW, they'd be like, "Well, what does that stand for?" which mm-hmm. they still get all the time, but MKW. M period W period is my initials. Just so everyone knows. I'm not outing this person. No, that would be Well, you know, who who would hear it? Maybe he's a fan. I just had to check, not that it matters, but Solid Snake was based on um, Michael Bane's character from um, The Terminator. So, But that guy doesn't even have an eye patch. No, different guy. Doesn't have the eye patch. So. so. But their faces are really similar in the games. But that guy has an eye patch. Yeah, he does. So I'm saying which one came first? The one without the eye patch came first. No, this eye patch guy or the Nick Fury movie. Oh, so sorry. Um, yeah. Are we been, we're try, I'm trying to bring it back to the Nick Fury movie. I know. It was the Nick Fury movie. I actually thought it was this one first, but he wasn't really in the game until like the mid-2000s. So do you think it's based off of Nick Fury? That's I actually, what I've been I, asking for 10 minutes. I think there's a, there's a possibility. I wasn't asking about the other guy. I went down a little rabbit hole. Don't mind me. Okay. At one point I said, this feels like a Roger Moore James Bond film, as in, like, not good. (laughs) (laughs) To be clear. Just, like, the -the over-the-top, like, Russian villain and, like, the little chase they go on. Yeah. Yeah. And it ends with this, like, hand-to-hand, like, fight, but, like, not that great. And, like, the technology thing. Like, that's a big James Bond thing to be like, we're introducing this piece of technology at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and then you'll use it later, and you'll be like, oh, thank goodness thanks, thanks you yeah, had that for saying. us. Um, and that was basically what happened with the, what is it called? LMD? Mm-hmm. L period, M period, D period? Yes, the L period, M period, D period. <laughs> that was, like, just purely set up. Just, like, a little set piece. But, yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, but then it did get used. Right. Yeah, it wasn't... They they took the... Well, I forget what the, the reference is for Chekhov's gun. I guess, like, it's on the wall, and then it gets used. So, the, yeah, they didn't just leave it sitting there. But it, it did feel very Bond. But only more Bond. <laughs> yes, only more. As in James. Roger Moore. Um, there was, like, this shot of the Strucker siblings next to each other um, standing, like, really close. Like, uncomfortably close. And speaking in very villainous tones. And I was like, every scene with the two of them feels like it could have been an SNL sketch. Blades of Glory. Yeah. Like, that's just the vibe I was getting. Like, the two of them... Or maybe it was only Werner Von Strucker that was driving the garbage truck through the city. Yeah. But I was like, this... 
This feels like a bit. I mean, they feel like Power Range villains. They, I've used totally. Power Range as a touchstone before, and I'll use it again. They just, it just felt like they were in a Power Rangers movie slash again TV show. A thousand percent. Um, because we didn't, we didn't get as much Werner as we did Andrea. Werner was the one that we were just recently talking about in the Unbreakable episode because an, uh, his character is also in Agents of Shield for a little bit. Um, but Andrea was a no-show, so, you know, we got a lot of her here. She was supposed to be an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No, she just never was. Uh, like, they never even she was um, a no hinted show. at her. <laughs> yeah. What does but, that uh, mean? Is her the dad Von Strucker uh, major? Like, do we know him from the MCU? So, he he popped up for, like, a oh, couple... Oh, he also months. has an eye patch. Or, like, a monocle. He's a monocle. He was in Classic Age of Ultron for, like... I mean, I don't even know how long. Like, a couple minutes. They're the ones on that, like, special, like, site with, like, the twins and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's he was, like, the one running all of those experiments, and then... That hadn't been, like, shut down yet, but then they did get shut mm-hmm. down. So that's that's the only time that we see him, and then he gets killed in that movie. Um, I think Ultron kills him. And then, yeah, it's not until Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that, like, Warner Von Stucker becomes a character, and it's, like oh my god, my dad's dead, so now I'm gonna, like, take revenge and start running shit in Hydra. Of course they have the man do it. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a very masculine show. Yeah. And, which is sometimes unfortunate, because, I mean, Daisy Johnson and May are, like, two of the best characters on it. I mean, May gets a lot, but they really don't do it justice to what's-her-name. I can't even remember. She's, like, a doctor. Oh, um, wow. Gemma? Was that her name? She was, like, one of the main cast. Like, She's, like, from um, Even Stevens or something. Wait, Even Stevens? Maybe not. She just seems like a Disney actress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, so I, I found myself, like, making a lot of mental comparisons to AOS because the, the, sh- the Hydra that we saw, like, in the movies... A period, O period, S period? Yes. A period, O period, Is this joke done? Never. (laughs) I'm going to bring it back in seven episodes and everyone's going to forget about it. Um, The Hydra versus S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff that we see in the movies is, like, pretty grounded. I mean, the most ridiculous it gets is, like, Red Skull being around in Captain America. But then, you know, it's kind of limited to Zola being on the computer um, and then, like, a little bit about, like, you know, the the remnants of Hydra um, and, like, how S.H.I.E.L.D. was kind of, like, doing the same weapons program and stuff. But, you know, like, it's kind of like a bygone at this point in the MCU. But in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they, like, spent a lot more time on the history of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, like, the mythology of Hydra, which really, like, what they do in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. like kind of contradicts how Hydra was set up in Captain America The First Avenger it kind of turns out to be, like, this, like, ancient cult based on someone's encounter with an inhuman that had, like, the tentacle head, which is, like, why that's the logo. But, like, you know, we don't we don't really get into that at the movie level. But I just like seeing how... This movie level? At this movie level, no. Uh, you know, maybe in the TV show they could have gone into that. <laughs> or the five other movies that were planned and never happened. Allegedly. There were supposed to be other movies when this came out, mm-hmm. and nothing else came well, out from this like era. No, that this was it. <laughs> wow, Which, you know that's six so, million dollars. When when was Howard the Duck in all of this? 
Well, Howard the Duck, that was back in the 80s, I think. Um, that would have been, like, more than a decade prior, which is wild. Um, so we had Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck was 12 years before this. A huge success. Mm-hmm. Of course. Then what? What's our timeline? Honestly, I think up until Blade, there was, like, a pretty big gap in theatrically released Marvel movies. Yeah, because they I know that didn't think was... they'd make any money and that they only wanted to do them to make profits off of the toys. Yes. Yes, indeed. It was a dark time. Um, when was the first Spider-Man? Uh, 2001. Oh, okay. So... Most of the 90s superhero movies that are coming up, they're not, they're not Marvel. Some of them that we've watched. But there was a Captain America movie oh, in Oh, yeah, the I think that's on our list. And there was also the unreleased Fantastic Four movie. Right. That was uh, also a I, TV movie. Yeah. And I think that might have also been 1990. But there was, there's a hell of a gap. And <laughs> this was the comeback. Actually, I don't, I'm assuming this came out It couldn't out have been Blade. the comeback because it's a TV movie. Right. I know. It, Blade was the comeback. Indeed. Yeah, we'll definitely have to watch that. Another important plot thing I'd like to just remember upon. <laughs> That's mm, a yes, saying. let's remember upon it. Uh, I forgot about it till I just read it. Like, what's with the medical role play on the comms? <laughs> Do you remember that? No. Val is, like, saying to HQ, she's like, okay, the surgeon is here. Okay, the doctor's in the hole. That like it's just like the nurses left the building. <laughs> the syringe is in. Like it's like medical based stuff, and I'm like, what is this like for? Like who are you? Who? Like it's not like that coded. If someone hears our radios, they're just gonna think there's a couple of doctors hanging out here, right? Like on comms, yeah. like in between the OR, like. <laughs> Surgery, the surgeon has prepped the space. Like, it's, it was so the weird. The stitches are snipped. I repeat, the stitches have been snipped. And I think she was the only one doing it. <laughs> In-universe You know Nicholas wasn't. No, he doesn't. Nick Fury doesn't play that shit. They're just always probably like, oh, there she goes again. And they're like, no, you know, we don't have to speak in codes. <laughs> they're encrypted. No one can hear us. She's like, I have my codes. She has a system, and she's not going to not use the system. Then my other note was, who are these, like, Oompa Loompa characters? Like, the white? Yes. I thought I had, like, missed something crucial. (laughs) the Matrix. Very Agent Smith. Yeah, for sure. Like, what's that music group? Blue Man Group. Blue Man Group. Yeah. Well, you know, they actually reminded me of an episode of Charmed. Oh. Another, you know, important part of this podcast, Friends slash Charmed. <laughs> um, is like, not video games. No. God, no. Um, unless you're talking about Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> there's, like, this, like, Gremlins episode, and they're, like, that's what they look like. They even wear, like, these sunglass things because they, like, live underground or something. So 90s. So 90s. <laughs> Just paint... Paint a dude one color and give him... God, we should watch us. Charmed for the podcast. Oh my Let's God. make that work. <laughs> like a year later, it's like, all right. We've, We've done, done one season. 
There's 24 episodes in a season. And there's what, like, how many seasons? Seven. Oh. Well, you got pre, pre-pru and post-pru, you know? <laughs> I actually, I genuinely don't think I've watched, like, a full network-length show like that since Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, since. I was like, no. well, how many have you watched total? <laughs> I mean, like, in completion? I could to probably, completion, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I could probably count on one hand. 24? Um, I, like, skipped a season of that, though. I just didn't wow. watch it. Um, I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Justified. Yeah, but those are, like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, the 24-episode season-type shows, specifically. Breaking Bad. No. Those are, like, 10, 12-episode seasons. Gilmore Girls. Sex and the City. Sex oh, that's the- HBO. That's only 10. So, not a lot. Really not a lot. I love that Gilmore Girls made the list. They did. <laughs> Just, you know, that's it. That genuinely might be it. How long do you got for me? <laughs> I mean... Where do I begin? I, you know, let's... All right, here's... Uh, we have a new segment on the show. <laughs> How many <laughs> this full is Molly's TV cable shows sitcom rundown. I mean, let's start from the top. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Like, all of Full House. Um, I some w- of Fuller House. I think all of Fuller No, really? Maybe, That actually. doesn't you, count. It was on Netflix. No, it doesn't count anyway, but... I watched the show called, like, something... F- I don't even know the whole name. It's, like, White Fences. <laughs> or Picket Fences, Picket right? Fences. Watched all of that. You always talk about Picket Fences. And I'm like, I've never heard of that in my life. It was a weird time in my life. Charmed. Um, One Tree Hill... Gilmore Girls. You ever watched Dawson's Creek? Never watched Dawson's. Um, Parenthood. I've seen, like, a significant amount of Grey's Anatomy. Like, I think it should count for something. (laughs) I've probably seen, like, 12 seasons. (laughs) Um, Private Practice. I watched all of that. (laughs) I guess The West Wing. Oh, yeah. The West Wing. That counts for me, too. Like, thrice. Yeah. Maybe four times. Um... Glee. Oh, no, I didn't finish Glee. New Girl. Does that count? I think New Girl counts. Friends. Yeah. Again, like quadruple times over. I guess I've probably... You've seen all of New Girl and you've seen all of Friends. I was going to say. I know I've seen all of New Girl. Um, I mean, Happy Endings. I watched a lot of those like sitcom ones. I can't even get into those. Oh, Brothers and Sisters, watched all of that. That's a, that's a heavy lift. Brothers and Sisters was, that was tough. <laughs> I mean, My Boys on TBS. <laughs> we're just, we're just like there's making a, time because we have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> Genuinely, this episode probably could have been This is also minutes. without like looking anything up. I'm just rattling these it's, off. It's actually incredible. Um... I'm trying to think of ones that I would get from the library. I know I got Gilmore Girls from the library and One Tree Hill, like on DVD to watch. Just like, You know, I wasn't even allowed to watch Charmed, but I found a way. You weren't allowed to watch Charmed? It was too adult. But oh. I that was like when it came out. Oh, 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 okay. I thought you meant like <laughs> in like high school for some reason. No, I did. I, like, I might have seen all of, like a lot of Smallville 
Probably not all of it, and I don't remember much of it. You referenced it before, though. I feel like you saw like some of the earlier seasons. Yeah. There's I, definitely some other well. ABC families I watched. There's this Mary-Kate and Ashley show called... Um, it wasn't called It Takes Two. It is... Oh, <laughs> shoot. It was actually... There was like a book series that went along with it. Watched all of that. There was only like two seasons. Should I stop there? I think we'll have to come back to this next episode. Just I'll, I'll make run a the list. tally. You know what I haven't seen? The Office. Yeah. Yep. And we'll never hear the end of it. You and I watched a lot of workaholics, but I guess that doesn't count. No, I don't think so. Um, all right. Let's just polish it off. Uh, I have a couple notes. Just so oh. I can run through <laughs> it quickly. I didn't know. <laughs> no, I mean, I was happy to, to uh, sidebar. Um, a lot of leather being worn also extremely like a symptom of the 90s deep in that mode like every shield agent is issued like full leather outfit there that's it yeah i mean what else are you gonna wear (laughs) unless you're in the office and you wear the most boring suit up somebody says suit up yeah i so wanted like a little reference to something else but but what would they i don't know I mean, they'd be referencing the actual comic. <laughs> the yeah, they probably had a thing original source. That was like, don't do that. Um, Andrea von Starker wearing like that red dress thing with like the, the snake collar. She looked uh, fantastic. Yeah, I said like we need more of these these villain getups. Like it's just her like wearing that and then like walking off in business like cackling. I'm like, you just they just don't make them like that anymore. We, I mean, do we even have any female villains? Um, we kind of have one-ish in Eternals. Yeah. That was very disappointing. Yeah, it was. Uh, it doesn't feel like a lot. I mean, Shazam too. Oh, yeah. But, I'm thinking know, in they're the not MCU. doing this. Yeah, I know. Um, there's a shot of Arnim Zola getting, like, electrocuted in the face, and then his wheelchair gets launched backwards at, like, 50 miles per hour. That was pretty funny. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, that's ableist. Should I have said that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? I mean, at that point, I was, like, pretty mentally checked out of the movie as well, so. I was like, who is that again? Yeah, I, I don't know. What's, what do, what's his value? Unclear. He, like, took the, I actually do know. He, he took the, the disease the from the body and made it into a nuclear warhead. Of course, as one does. Um, Nick Fury at one point in this movie says, that's the problem with the Third Reich. No sense of humor. And I was like, Couldn't have is, said that, it better is that the problem? <laughs> Nick, is that the problem? Also, the movie ends on like a really dark note of the actual like UN person. Interpol, yeah, like being treated, I guess, for like the disease that they like stop from happening, and she's like not doing well, and she just rolls past them, and they're like, "That's the real one." <laughs> Hope she gets better. <laughs> like it was horrifying, and her face is all mangled. Isn't yeah, that the end it's of like the movie? Burned, and so it was close to it, if not at the very end. Pretty gnarly. Um, you know, I like. Yeah, I respect the the waiting 30 seconds to type in a six-digit password for dramatic effect. They're like, is sure. it a nine or a six? And they're like, we can't we're out of time! That made me feel like I was watching 24. The bomb is about to go off! Classic. 
Uh, and I really loved the kind of like insane design of the helicarrier. It's so ugly. But like it clearly like the visual of it was they just it seemed like they took like the body of an actual like aircraft carrier, which makes sense. But then unlike in the MCU one where they kind of like flesh it out with the propellers and stuff, there's just like these giant I don't even know how to describe it. It, That thing does not fly. It Ah, cannot fly. It was fine. Of all of all the egregiousness. On the the six million dollar budget. You know? Six million dollar man, six million dollar budget. My my last note in my in my notepad just kind of sums it up. I was just like, this is going to be a fairly light episode in discussion. I think <laughs> the, the value that. of this comes of it being a novelty uh, and like a weird, obscure Marvel property. And it was fun. Yeah, I'm not mad that we watched it. It's fucking goofy. I tried to look up like just any other TV movie budget and I just couldn't like like just by searching stuff like that I couldn't so we'll have to come back to that also stay tuned for Griffin listing every video game he's played from start to completed 100% okay stay tuned alright that's gonna be the next episode it's gonna be three hours long the next light episode (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) when we have to pad for time (laughs) But I think I think we're good. I think so. Forty five minute mark. Let's check out of here. Uh, we hope y'all enjoyed. Um, tell us what TV shows you finished. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Tell us uh, if you want to see the Nick Fury Network. movie for yourself. It's on YouTube. Yeah, multiple people In shit have quality. It's great. It. Check it out. Good ninety minutes. Yes, <laughs> you got some time to kill. Work on your evil laugh. There you go. And Griff, can note. you take oh. us out with an evil laugh? <laughs> I forgot about Doogie Hauser. That was a big lift, too, but I did it. Shout out NPH. <laughs>